0: I think they want to shut it down because, A, some of them aren't ready. They're not ready um, to, or they think that they're not ready for the information that's there. Or it's fear. Their fear of change. The fear of knowing all this other information that they've been able to push down for so long. And then once you have that information, as you and I both know, it's really difficult to go back. go back. Like I mean, it's honest to me. It's impossible to go back. So, change for a lot of people are is not an easy process. They want to um, stay in status quo where it's comfortable and um, not ruffle the feathers. And especially when it comes to now, we're segueing when you said into holidays, like we have these ideas around what the holiday should be that's been imprinted into us since we've been really young. And this is a tradition. This is what we do every holiday. Like, you know, we buy the turkey, we do this, but whatever it may be, that's your tradition. Once you start saying, okay, we're going to change that up, there's this flutter of fear that kind of can start to settle in.
1: Hey, what's up, YT community? It's Jess, and I'm coming to you from Harlem, New York. Welcome to episode 80 of the Yogi Triathlete podcast. This is the place where every week we share the stories of people looking, finding, and living their purpose with a hope and intention from our heart that it creates more connection in this world, because Yogi Triathlete, we are on a mission to create a better world. Right? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got with you, with me today, I've got a returning guest from episode three, my dear, dear friend Valerie Griffiths, and she was episode three, I think the title of your episode was Living the Mindful Plant-Based Life, hmm. and you're the perfect hmm. person to have on the show with me today because... We're doing like a little holiday kind of special show where we're going to talk about navigating. We're going to just deal with Thanksgiving, but everything will apply for every holiday, Flag Day, whatever it is that you celebrate, to navigate these holidays in a way of mindfulness and not stressfulness and plant-based, more plants, less violence. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) So I think, you know, I think, so we're here in Harlem because you and I are attending the Main Street Vegan Academy and when we finish the 6-day miracle we're going to be certified vegan lifestyle coaches and educators and what i've found is that the people that i've worked with with plant-based nutrition now they want to know more they're getting they're getting they're realizing like oh my god this whole plant-based thing is like it's not hard it's just a habit and when ha- when you develop the habits the the process becomes easy but they want to know more now they want to know about the fashion industry and the cosmetic inju- industry and you know the dyes that are being used and and how else can they how else can they find more ahimsa more nonviolence in their life and so i know that you're holding down the plant based fort on Aquidneck island in Rhode Island and what are you finding with the people that you've been talking with over the over these years Well, for me, it's been... Actually, this
0: December will be two years that I personally have been plant-based. Best decision I've ever made. Um, And what I'm finding is that a lot of people are curious because I think um, it's just where we are globally. We're kind of shifting that. There's a lot more awareness out there because of... um, what they're seeing and hearing in the media and society. And it doesn't feel in line, I think, with a lot of our, um, I know with my soul, I think with a lot of other people, to continue down just this path just because. You know, just because we were brought up in a certain way of eating and um, or a certain, um, there's a lot of cuss, custom and I think around the holidays especially do you get caught up in that um, so what I'm seeing what I'm hearing are people that are just more curious to find out like how like how can I start like where what what tools are out there um, and you walk into any any grocery store now you're gonna find that when it comes to a, the plant-based um Lifestyle, there's there's so much. There's so much out there. There's no limits to it, per se, any longer. Um, But taking it even a step further in regards to, you know, I think I was explaining to you yesterday, like, even for myself, I had to disconnect for some time regarding, like, limiting it just to the food, right? The food that we're putting in our bodies. And now seeing it more, now it's not just the food. It's, like, the shoes that I'm wearing, the purse that I'm carrying, like you said, the dyes that they're using, like like how are they getting that? How are they extracting it? So being more open and aware so it doesn't just end in the food area, it's, it's all elements to it. So it's being open to and available
1: to see what's um, out there. What do you say, you've got like this really brave heart <clears throat> and you like watch these videos that... I feel like I've seen enough. Like I've seen enough. Mm-hmm. I've seen the slaughterhouse videos. Like I've seen enough. I don't want to see any more. And like last night before we were going to bed, you were like, look at this dog, he oh. needs a home. And I'm like, stop with the video. Like, no more videos. I don't wanna see any more videos of animals that are like don't have what I wanna give them. What do you say to like what what's your reaction to that? Even me kind of being like, okay, no, I don't I don't want any more, or just the, the people who are like, yeah, I want to eat plants, but like I don't want to, I don't want to know more than that. Yeah. What does that bring like, what does that bring up, or what do you have to say to them? <clears throat> because there had to have been a point in your life where you didn't want to know.
0: It wasn't the not knowing. I think I always I just was kind of like somewhat what you don't know, you don't know. And so I was more or less like ignorant to it. Like, I truly was. It was just like I had that, um, well, let me back up. I shouldn't completely say I was ignorant to it. I became much more, I think I talk a little bit about this in the podcast three, more aware of what I was putting into my bodies when my oldest, who's 16, Liam, was a baby because he had severe food allergies. So that began to open me up into just like, what am I putting in my body? Like, what are these ingredients? I remember we had to read ingredients to everything because he had so many allergies. And I started, like, asking questions at that point. So my questions, though, weren't specific to animals. It was just in general. Like, what is this that's in this bread? Like, what is this ingredient that I can't pronounce? Like, and why do we need to have it in there? So I became very open and curious to that. So it's been a progression for me for, I'd say, like, 15, 16 years of um, getting to the point of getting to the point of um, opening up. It, it's almost like, you know, when, when you're opening up an onion, it's like you're peeling the layers apart. And I think for me, like it's it's been this long progression. So now, um, really. be honest Jess it was I think a meeting truly with you and BJ was like for me the biggest first like you were my vegan friends like prior to that I mean I had vegetarian friends but I didn't have a lot of like friends that were 100% plant-based so I was curious because of just like the way that you were living your life and I've always been super compassionate for animals I love animals and the thought of hurting an animal would like I just couldn't imagine But the disconnect of how that animal was getting on my plate, like, I think I've always thought, like, those animals were, like, born into this world for us, for us to eat, for us to consume. So getting back to your question about how do I think, like, people... um, Like, when they want to shut it down. Yeah. I think they want to shut it down because, A, some of them aren't ready. They're not ready. Um, to or they think that they're not ready for the information that's there, or their it's fear. Their fear of change, the fear of knowing all this other information that they've been able to push down for so long, and then once you have that information, as you and I both know, it's really difficult to go back. Go back. Like I mean, it's honest to me. It's impossible to go back. So change for a lot of people are is not an easy process. They want to um, stay in status quo where it's comfortable and um, not ruffle the feathers. And especially when it comes to now, we're segueing when you said into holidays, like we have these ideas around what the holiday should be that's been imprinted into us since we've been really young. And this is a tradition. This is what we do every holiday. Like, you know, we buy the turkey, we do this. Whatever it may be, that's your tradition. Once you start saying, okay, we're going to change that up, there's this flutter of fear that kind of can start to settle in. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people. So, it's a pro- so for me, when that happens, it's approaching more with compassion towards them rather than, well, no, you're going to sit there and you're going to watch this and this is what it is. It's maybe taking um, a few extra moments to ask them questions. Well, well, why? Why does this make you feel this way? Like, why can't you watch this but then go and eat your cheeseburger? Like,
1: it's like it's the cognitive dissonance. It's the – like, we all know that that piece of steak used to be flesh with the nervous system and feelings and emotions and community – but see, I don't think a lot of people think that way, but they we do know. on some level. They have to on some level. It's probably buried it's in their buried. subconscious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They know on some level that's what happened, but it's the this is the cognitive dissonance. Yet they eat it. So they shut down that part of themselves. They eat it, and then there's this this negativity, this pain, this sadness, this fear that starts to fester within, I believe, every person who does this because their, their actions are not aligned with who they truly are, and we are all love.
0: Right.
1: Right? And so would you ever hurt an animal on purpose? Like, Would you ever take Ruby, your adorable little cavapoo, and, mm. and slaughter her? Like, this is, this is like it's a good first ten minutes of the podcast. I can tell BJ's not here policing me. He's like, okay, that's enough with the slaughter talk. Um, like, would you tie her up by her hind leg, hang her from the ceiling, slit her throat, and let the blood drip out so that the the muscle that you were going to serve for dinner was more red and meaty looking? Of course you wouldn't. But we draw this line because we've been conditioned in our society to think that. Ruby or Clark is different from, you know, uh, a cow or a pig or a chicken, the poor chickens. But let's get down to the turkeys. This time of year, let me just say this this time of year is one of my least favorite times of year because I feel the violence. It's so real to me. It's a beautiful time of year. Because I now get to work on that within myself. And the violence that I'm talking about is that 45 million turkeys will be slaughtered. Right? It doesn't matter how good of a life they have. They all have a horrible ending. They will be slaughtered for this holiday next Thursday. 45 million. 22 million will further be slaughtered for Christmas. And these guys are losing their lives so that we can sit down and have a family meal. Now, here's where I think the big joke is on us. We think about the holidays, and I think about, like, next week, I'm going to go and see my my parents are flying out to Arizona. My sister's going to be there, and she's just she's so amazing. I love my sister so much. My brother and my mom and my dad's got Parkinson's, and he's just, like, really slowing down. And, and um, I just know in my heart, like, it's so important for me to be there. I need to be there. And plus, they want a vegan Thanksgiving. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think about all these wonderful things, and I get excited because I think about, like having a cup of coffee with my dad in the morning sitting out by the pool and that like makes me feel like oh we're all going to be together and this is i've been so lucky to be born into this gorgeous unit of beings that is my family and i we just enjoy each other so much we we're so lucky in that way and what what i lose in that well i don't lose in it cuz i know it but what we lose in that when we think about the togetherness and the joy of the holidays is what we don't realize is that joy, of the ho- that joy, that excitement, that beauty, that happiness, that love that we feel is already in us. We blame it on the holidays and say, oh, that's what brings it to me. When we go out and we watch the sunset and we feel calm, when we feel that last part of the sun go down, we think it's because we just watched the sunset that we feel calm. But that calmness is already in us waiting to come out so the joy that we'll be experiencing over the holidays is already in me and I can pull it out right now the stress on the other side of it the stress that we say oh the stress of the holidays and all the obligation and everything that's already in us we just blame it on the holidays for allowing it to come out so all of this stuff is already within us and and as you know because we're here I just got out of a session with my meditation teacher and he was saying like everybody is out there trying to find happiness because they've forgotten that they are happiness
0: right they're looking outside of themselves for what's already within right and we do it like you said and we do it in the form of holidays like whatever or celebrations like you know You hear it, this time of year, like you said, is very exciting for a lot of people because of what they're pulling from the past experiences that they've had that have brought that out. But if we can go into it and think of it um, where, as you mentioned, it's within us and each time we sit in whatever quiet moment or meditation, knowing that it's there and we can bring it out at any point in time, not just the holiday times, like things begin to become. And this isn't negative when I say this,
1: but more neutral. That's what it's all—it's all about being more neutral. And and so with that, I want to say that, like, if you're having turkey on your on your plate this Thanksgiving, that's not wrong. We're not, we're Valerie and I aren't here right now telling you that you're wrong and that the way that we eat is right. What we're saying is that what we found through our own meditation and mindfulness practices is that eating the the body, the dead body of another being doesn't make sense to us anymore. Mm -hmm. But it took us to get over that barrier of like pain to see what it really was, to really see the journey of that food to our plate. So it's not wrong or right because there is no wrong or right. It's just experience. And Mm so if you're looking for a happy life, start looking just right within. In what is in front of you right now, okay? Like maybe that's a pint of ice cream. All right. Does that make, does that give you sustainable happiness? It's bringing, it's like removing the cognitive dissonance and it's bringing consciousness into the moment so that you can see your actions and then you get to choose. And I'm not saying that's easy, that's not easy at all because the pull to have the sensory satisfaction of eating the ice cream or drinking the wine. And actually, wine's a great example because we went through it when we got here. Um, right. I was craving like a glass of wine and you came in and I said that. I said, I'm craving a glass of wine. And, but then we ended up getting some soda water and having it in wine glasses. And it was like, the, and, it, and so what it I perfect. think of is like the next morning when I wake up and I'm going to meditate for 45 minutes because I have no tolerance to wine anymore. How do I want to feel And I know that the wine's not going to make me feel good. And so even in that moment, like I, if there was a bottle of wine on that counter, I would have had a glass, no, no question, Mm -hmm. but there wasn't. And so it was like sitting in that uncomfortableness of like wanting a glass of wine and choosing not to have the glass of wine because my priority was to wake up and be clear and to feel good because we've been, I've been podcasting every day since I got here. And we're like, we're running down the clock right now to get to our training Mm -hmm. and, um, and I woke up the, the next morning and it was like fireworks went off. Like it was yes. a celebration. Like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't do that. So I don't want anyone to m- be mistaken here of what our intent is. It's not that you're right or wrong with whatever you do, but my God, you have the absolute opportunity to be awake for your choices. Mm. And I think that is your first step to this sustainable happiness and also peace of mind, which is, I think, the highest treasure that we could have as a human being, peace of mind. Because without peace of mind, what do we have? Even if you have your health, like I'm a very healthy person, but if I didn't have peace of mind, which I do most of the time, and that doesn't mean that I don't have things come in. Of course I do. But I have more tools now. Right to choose but if I didn't have peace of mind I wouldn't think that I had anything no You yeah. keep wanting outside of yourself yeah so does that make sense like I love that I that idea of like when we watch the sunrise or the sunset we feel that beauty mm. and we're and we want it like there's a part of us that are like oh yeah well that's always in there it's always. don't blame it life. on the sunset it's, it's yours yeah it's just choosing it's yeah continuously choosing
0: Were you going to say something? No, go ahead. ahead. Okay,
1: so I want to keep this moving along, because we're just going to do a short little episode today. So two things that I want to touch upon is the mindfulness going into the holidays, and then also the plant-based nutrition. So since our conversation with you, some things have shifted. Your husband is now totally plant-based, which Mm -hmm. I love, and that was something that he did all on his own Yeah. after you guys watched Forks Over Knives. And... But now your kids—you've got like essentially three teenagers, yes—and now they're all starting to eat animals again, or chickens specifically. Mm-hmm. And now you have to—you're preparing it for them. Mm-hmm. So this is—we could talk like a whole hour on this subject, I think. But moving into the holidays, how are you going to be navigating this plant-based situation?
0: Well, I think part of going through this for myself as well is also being mindful to how I'm reacting to them because very easily I can get caught up into the preachy mom of why they should and shouldn't be eating this but um, I've done a bit of that and it doesn't work and I know that as you and I talk like this is my journey and I'm going to lead by example but they're all their own individual individual human beings that are going to make their own choices. I've committed and um, to myself that I'm going to continue just to lead with love, and that means like, and I've been doing this myself now with in preparing their meals, um, and just whatever I'm making, you know, I, I do like a little uh, a little quiet prayer to myself for towards whatever it is I'm cooking. If it's if it's an animal product, what's that little prayer look like? It's super simple. I just say, you know, thank you, whatever it is that I'm preparing for giving yourself to me to be able, or to my children so I can prepare a meal for them. And that's it. And I just kind of like leave it at that. Because I know if I don't, like I can go off in my mind into a million different scenarios of what I'm doing. And then it creates this bad what does Pedro call it, Shampa, it, within myself that just starts to kind of boil up these feelings of disgust that I have to prepare and, and um, guilt that I actually bought this and I'm now um, contributing to the horrible animal world. Oh, God, I just, like, I think, I sometimes I just, like, so I have to compartmentalize Compartmentize it in, in areas where I'm like, okay, I'm just buying this so I can prepare food for my three beautiful children that I'm going to cook a nice meal and present it to them. And there, there and it is. And
1: bless it and be grateful for its sacrifice and there's something so much deeper in there for you it has nothing to do with your kids wanting to eat chicken it has nothing to do with like anything it has nothing to do with you being caught by somebody in the supermarket which I think is so awesome like what if somebody do you do that like my god what if somebody sees me like buying this chicken and I'm gonna be a big fraud no I'm I'm over that part of it but but yeah there's something so much higher like, do you feel this, the higher lesson that you're to be learning yeah. through this? What is that higher lesson? Um, not being in, to, to release some
0: control and also <laughs> <laughs> to be, um, there's, there's actually three things that I, when I think about this, it's the control, like not knowing that I can't be in complete control of it all, detaching from whatever the outcome is for this and always leading with love. And it's something that I preach and I hold so deeply into my heart. You ask any friends of mine, anyone on Equitnic like Island, like I think that they would say that that is definitely a quality that I have. But when it comes to my immediate family and something that I can't control where I know what's happening on the outside world for these poor animals or you know what they're doing inside their bodies because of the information I know from a health area it, you want it to take control. You want, I mean, I want to take control, and I want to say, this is why, and this is, but I know mean, I can't. I just have to stop and then bless it and love them unconditionally regardless if they're
1: eating that cheeseburger or a meatball sub. <laughs> so what, what's your Thanksgiving going to look like? Because you said something to me which, you know, it's like you got to play the game. You got to play the game and sometimes you got to have that game being played on your home court. And mm-hmm. you said to me like I'm hosting Thanksgiving cuz I can control it better, yeah. right? And so you were just saying like <laughs> I got to let go of control, but it's also it's finding this balance of like I'm going to do the best damn job I can to to help the earth, to help the animals, and to help my family on this holiday day. And I know that I have the best chance of doing that when I have it in my home court, right? So what is that what's what's kind of like your your plan of attack for this? Because you're gonna have somebody's gonna well, bring it a hasn't turkey been
0: completely set and um, but yeah, so if but yeah, they're all going there. You know. My plan is for it to be <laughs> at our house and I'm going to prepare I'm happy to prepare everything else that which will be vegan, based, plant-based. And um, what I did last year because I hosted it last year, I had just asked if you wanted turkey that you could bring it. And so my mom came and my mother brought the turkey. And I remember when she came through the door, and no one knows this, but I remember her walking through with the turkey and seeing the turkey. And I was just like, thank you, turkey, for <laughs> for, you know, giving yourself to us so everyone can, you know, celebrate this day. And, you know, for me it's my own little prayer, my own little peace of mind to be able to do that. But I think Um,
1: just the recognition, so even if you're sitting down and your pleat is piled high with turkey, the recognition of the sacrifice, mm -hmm. just the recognition of the sacrifice, it doesn't have to be this long, drawn out, complicated, like foreign language kind of prayer. It doesn't have to be anything. It's like, thank you so much for giving your life so that I can sit here with the people that I love and enjoy a meal that I love. Maybe you're listening to this and you love turkey. Well, then love it. Love the life that was given. Mm -hmm to become a part of the plate that that is because I'll tell you right now what we put in us becomes us literally it becomes us so why not infuse that with love absolutely and it's the first like in saying that
0: for people that are that are listening also that want more of an idea in regards to like being mindful around these areas just in doing that is the
1: start Right? It's so impactful. Like, never underestimate the power of a thank you. And not just, like, mm. thanks, thank you, but, like, the, the one that you feel in your heart thank you. Yeah, absolutely. The one that you have to, like, have a little bit of a pause before you say it thank you. Yeah. And
0: And how powerful that is. I would is. say, when you're going to say it, it's almost like cheering with... Um a glass of wine or champagne or whatever, it's... And feel that joy, like... Yes, Yes. but you just, you can very cheer to a cheer. I remember I was in Europe once, and I was called out on it, where when you cheer, it's almost like namaste, where you look each person in the eye. So it's like, cheers. And if you don't do that, you're not acknowledging. Well, it's the same thing with thank you, right? You can just say, thank you, thank you, but... But even if it's in the grocery store, I mean, or at the gas station, wherever you are, if you take that one extra moment to connect with someone, to look them in the eye and say, thank you, you both feel it. There's, there's, you feel it. And the vibration
1: that you're bringing to that moment is very impactful. It's so impactful. And, and I, I I don't never underestimate our impact in the world. Never underestimate that because it's, it's what we're creating. So I love that. So what are the other things that you, so there's probably going to, somebody's going to bring the body and, and I can't, I'm sorry, I can't call it food because I just don't see it as food, but somebody's going to bring the body Mm -hmm. and so grateful for that, for the people who will enjoy that. And so just a simple thank you, you know, for the sacrifice and, and and thank you for the person preparing that because you don't
0: want to have, I can't have ill, um, feelings towards the person that's preparing to bring it.
1: Yeah, so the gratitude of that I think is huge. And also just noticing, after you make that recognition of thank you so much for sacrificing your life so that I may have this beautiful meal that I enjoy so much, as you eat it, just is that... What do your words match what you're feeling? Do you, and if they do, awesome. But if they don't, like just get curious. Mm-hmm. Like yoga teaches this is the Yogi triathlete podcast Yogi, yoga teaches us to be in wonder, to be curious, not questioning like that intellectual questioning, no. like I'm right and you're wrong, but curious is what I say and do and think is that aligned with where I want to go and what I want to be and, and how I want to eat and how I want to feel? So we, we were talking about the plant-based, but the mindfulness is just coming in because it I just know. can't not. It can't not. It must be because of the all meditation we did. Yeah, I know. We just did a group meditation with, with our teacher and then slammed down a kale salad, which I don't know how mindful I was about that, but it was really, really good. <laughs> um, okay, what else are you going to be making Besides the turkey. Well, you just sent me some I did just recipes, send you some. So and I'll, you know what? I'm going to put those in the show notes because there's no need to keep them to myself because yeah. they actually come from Julie Pyatt, Rich Roll's wife. And like four years ago they did, she put out some recipes. And so just because I'm cooking and I haven't had a lot of time, I'm like, what? why fix what's not broken, right? Absolutely. So I'm just going to use her recipes again. It's a mushroom gravy. It's a gluten-free stuffing. Um, there's a cranberry sauce. And then what's the, I thought there was, oh, Brussels the mashed sprouts. potatoes, mashed potatoes. Yeah, that's right. And then the Brussels sprouts aren't on there, but um, what I'm going to do, and I'll, I'll send you a recipe for it, but I'm also going to do um, a roasted Brussels sprouts with coconut bacon, and then, but I'm leaving out the liquid smoke because I don't want anything that tastes like bacon that makes me ill. So I want to eat these Brussels sprouts are like my favorite. But the coco- but the way I'll make the coconut bacon because the liquid smoke is not a necessary ingredient, and I feel like it's gonna be one of those things that like I have in my cabinet and I never use again. Right. And I don't like to fill my cabinet with things like that. I like to use, fill my cabinet with things I'm gonna use. Um, and then a cauliflower, red bliss potato okay. mash, and then for so you, we're gonna have exact. Pretty much, yeah. Thanksgiving. And then I'm
0: going to make, um, I think it's... Are you going to do middle- the
1: lentil meatloaf? Oh, yeah, the lentil meatloaf. And then the Injun 2 lentil meatloaf, yes. which is delicious. Make that. I'm excited about that. And then I'll probably do like a vegan apple crisp or something. Yes. I
0: have a great recipe that I can forward to you. Oh good. That. I think it's minimalist baker, but it's a great Oh good, we'll put it in the show so notes. I made it a couple of times and it's delicious. So, I'm going to no put No I'm going ice cream to go with it, sorry. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> I'm going to put all those recipes and I just went through them really fast, so let's go through it really slow. So, the main dish is going to be a lentil meatloaf, which is like killer. Mm-hmm. Now, I know my sister won't eat she's she won't eat lentils cuz she thinks they look like ticks. So I'm going to have to do something else for her. And I was thinking about that celebration roast, which you had before. Yes. So tell us about that. Isn't that like feel? I can't remember who makes Guardian, that. Guardian, I think. Guardian? Oh,
0: Gardine. Gardine. Yeah, G-A-R-D-E-I-N. So what was that all about? It was, to be honest, it was pretty good. Um, and this is very interesting
1: Last year, there was that roast, and I think I got two of those. Oh, there it is. I've got it right here. I'll put a link in the show notes to it. And garden is something that you can find at so many...
0: Yeah. Well, I think I got it at Whole Foods, so you can find it pretty, Yeah, Or Stop and Shop Me or wherever, your local grocery right. store. Um, but I... So there was the the two main, I guess, main courses was the body <laughs> and the roast. And I will say... If there were 15 people at the table, 13 of them also was curious to try the roast. So there is that level of curiosity, which just kind of strings back to what we were talking about, where um, people are just set in their way sometimes, and they don't know what they don't know. So it's a great opportunity to be able to, to, I think... Also, prepare
1: dishes that people haven't had before. And I try. think what's so key, and I see this, this is definitely a movement that's happening with vegan restaurants and chefs. I see, don't make a big like a BFD about it being vegan. Don't make it like it's this big fancy special thing. It just it just is. It just is. And mm-hmm. so yeah, so the lentil meatloaf will be on the table. I'll probably do something like that, like a holiday roast, or there was like a, there's a celebration roast. There's also tofurkey. There's mm. all those things. I'm not so like big on the whole processed food situation, no. but. I'm curious, so I'm going to get one of those to try it out. So, the lentil meatloaf is from Engine Two. All this stuff's going to be in the show notes. And then the gluten free stuffing. And that's going to, uh, I'm actually, you've told me about some. Tell me about the, tell us about the bread. Oh, yeah. I just recently found this great bread called, I think it's Beef Free. Yeah, Beef Free.
0: It's vegan, gluten free, nut free. Clean, non-GMO, really yummy. It's in the freezer section. I found it at a market basket by us. But if you go on to their website, BeFree.com, I think is the name of it, they they said that they'll ship it to you and they give you locations that have it. But what's great about this, so it's – I've only had it toasted, but it has like that yummy crunch of a hearty bread Mm. um, with seeds and, I mean, anything from putting almond butter to avocado toast to – Tomatoes and pesto. Just I'm, gonna really, really, really I'm gonna order some. I'm gonna order some
1: and have it shipped to my sisters, but I'm thinking this is gonna launch on Monday the 20th. So people probably won't have time to like ship it. So just check your local store. Like they know yeah. they give a list of different. But you places. can also just do bread that has gluten in it. And if you're yeah. gonna do that, but you wanna be kind of a little bit like on the safer side, go with like a sourdough base Mm -hmm. and even better, see if you can find a baker that makes it the old fashioned way. Yeah. Um, Like we have found in in Carlsbad, amazing Prager Brothers. And I don't think they ship it. It's just so good. And you can't Mm -hmm. like, they tell you, they're like, don't freeze it. Like it's just, it's the old fashioned way. Like it's meant to be eaten, Mm -hmm. like eat the bread. So my sister, I have a directive from my sister to bring as much Prager Brothers as I can possibly put in Mm -hmm. my bag. So I don't even know what that's gonna look like, but I'm only going for like two nights, so I'll have a lot of room in my bag. So the gluten free stuffing, so you want to get that bread out a couple days. Like I like to cube it and then let it sit in a bowl so it gets a little bit hard. Right, exactly. And then I'll have the recipe in the show notes, and that stuffing is so so good. And then the mushroom gravy. What I did before, and actually I did this when I lived in Newport, is I went to they sell the indoor farmers market. at St. Yes. Mary's. Well, I went there. There's a mushroom guy.
0: Yes, you're right. Yeah, and I just see. got
1: a whole combination Thanks. of all these different wild mushrooms. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. You don't have to find the mushroom guy. Like, you can just go to the store and get mm-hmm. mushrooms. And um, and so that gravy is is amazing. It, she does do it in a Vitamix. You could probably do it in a food processor or, or like, with an emulsifier mm. or maybe a regular blender. And then a little bit of arrowroot, which is going to be your thickener. Mm-hmm. And then the... I love f- arrowroot. Yeah, it's the goods. Yeah. And the, the cauliflower mashed potatoes, so really simple way to serve up amazing potatoes that are plant-based is use Earth Balance yep. or another butter substitute. I mean, worst case scenario, margarine, right? Because that's dairy-free. I mean, it's, you just made a face. I know, it's not a health food. None of this stuff is, I'm not saying that any, yeah. I'm Earth Earth not Balance saying that is like... Earth a better choice.
0: Earth Balance in a yeah. red container has no soy.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, so earth balance. I know, but what if there's someone and they're like all I have is a 7-11. Well, then, then go, get, go margarine. get margarine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, if you you do you work with what you have and then you don't judge, you don't judge it. That's that's the big thing, right? You want to keep this, you want to move from love, like you said. So I use earth balance. I also use just mayo or veganaise, which makes it super creamy, mm. and then um, a non-dairy milk. So in your case, you have so many not allergies in your family. Do you use oat milk or oat I, milk, coconut um, milk?
0: Yeah. Last year I used, um, I think I used soy or did I use coconut?
1: I can't remember now, but I did use. But there's use, so many options now. There's so now. many options. And, and those potatoes are unbelievable. So, so yummy. And then I'm going to do Brussels sprouts, roasted, and coconut bacon. So that's coconut flakes, and it's a little bit of tamari, and some salt and pepper, and maple syrup, and some liquid smoke. And there's tons of recipes. I'll find the one that I'm going to use online, and I'll put that in the show notes too. And then that'll be delicious. And probably just like some steamed broccoli, like another veggie. And then I usually make like a kale Caesar. Like a big kale Caesar salad. Yes. So I'll do that too, and um, and then the morning of Thanksgiving, I'm going to make and I'm not releasing this. Are recipe. you making all of this outside of
0: uh, the day before? <laughs>
1: I'm making it all. The, I'm flying in that morning, and we're going to. They're picking me up from the airport. And we're going right to the store. Okay, and so then on gonna, the Tuesday, you'll make it all? No, on Wednesday. Oh, on Wednesday. Yeah, okay, gonna, the day... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going right. to make it all on Wednesday, which I love. Like, when it comes right. to fam- my family, I just love to be in the kitchen. And yeah. I can't believe that my mother, my brother, my sister are going to... They just want vegans. Awesome. And my that's dad amazing. and her husband, and there'll be some other people there, they're going to have a turkey... And it's really funny because I'm completely neutral on it. Like, it, I went through Thanksgivings where I was like, I am not, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not even going. Like, BJ and I wouldn't even go. And my family is so amazing. They yeah. just accept me, like, wherever I'm at. I don't know how they do that, but they do that. And we didn't go. Like, we boycott. We're famous for boycotting ho- holidays. And I have no charge on it anymore. I'll probably do a very similar thing to you. I'll I'll pray to it and I'll thank it, you know, and and and... And understand that that was its blueprint in this life, I don't have to be a part of it, but mm-hmm. I can, I can be in gratitude of it. But there's some, like my sister and my mom are like, I don't know how we're going to do it. Like, I don't know how we're going to do it. And it's beautiful yeah. because I've been there.
0: But you can teach and show now. Yeah. Like yeah. I
1: can, and so I will like, we'll probably do a little gratitude prayer together. Right. But a couple of years ago, they were still putting the turkey on their plate. And now they're in, so you got to go through these phases. Now yeah. they're in the, they're, like my sister's like, there'll be no carc, there'll be no dead body on my, on my table. Absolutely not. Like they might even have to eat in another room. I get it. Like I've been there. And so how can I assist her if she's ready to soften that a little bit?
0: Right.
1: Right. And so we yeah. meet it with love.
0: Meet it with love.
1: And we're going to meet it with gratitude and so grateful that we've got this problem that that we have these loved ones with us that maybe want to eat something differently than we what we want to eat, but how lucky are we that they're here right. and they're with us. And so let's soak it up and not spend a minute in anything that's non-loving mm. because life is just a series of moments and we don't know when those moments are going to come to an end. Right. Uh, so I think we're going
0: to have to reconnect after it to, to, talk about how the Thanksgivings went. Yeah. Well, the,
1: I love that you just said that the M21 challenge starts on Monday, November 27th, which is 21 Perfect. days for $21, $1 a day to learn the most potent self-management, like life management tools in out there. And we'll be doing daily meditation and postings every day on a private Facebook group, which is what your registration gets you. We're going to be doing guided meditations every week, weekly live videos where people can ask questions and stuff. And we purposefully started this the the Monday after Thanksgiving, so that we can use it as reference point, so people can use it as their own reference point of like, okay, here's how Thanksgiving went down, mm-hmm. and here's how I'm going to walk into Christmas or you know Hanukkah or whatever your holiday is, Diwali, whatever your mm-hmm. holiday is. I think Diwali already happened though. I think it happens in October. October. Oh, sorry, Diwali. And like, how are you going to walk into that, and how that can shift? So right. that starts Monday, and that link will be in the show notes too. Thank you very much. Perfect. But I want to close. us I'm going to give us both like a little closing remark because we got to get to our first day at the Main Street Vegan Academy. I'm so excited. Bye. When we come together as a family unit, as a friend unit, whoever it is that's going to be at your table, chances are you've had holidays with them before, or you already know them, you know, and you've got some ba- you've got some history, you've got some some baggage, you got a little like. You haul behind you with some information about how things go down with this person, whether they're good or bad. And so something that I do in my own life is that two things I want to share. Number one, can you see all of those people in their divine perfection? And that might even just be you in your head, looking around the table at each one and quietly, silently in your head saying, I see you in your divine perfection. Even if there's a part of you that says, that's bullshit, I don't see you in divine anything, you are a pain in my butt. Even if that is going on, don't worry about that because that's just chatter. That's not even your chatter, it's just chatter. Right? Can you do that? Can you just sit there and say, I see you in your divine perfection, including yourself. Like, I see you just in your divine perfection. And the other thing is, when we have these preconceived like stamps on how we believe an interaction is going to go or what that person is going to bring to the equation, we condemn them to that behavior. We're already saying, this is who you are, and I'm not giving you a chance to be anything else. And sometimes they surprise us and they do become something else. But there's so much resistance there. When we go in and we say, my mother's high maintenance, my dad's cranky, my brother-in-law is disconnected, like, we're condemning these people to unconscious behaviors when unconscious behaviors is not who they are. They are love. They are infinite power. They are boundless in their potential. Those two things in tandem, catching yourself condemning people for unconscious behavior, even if they're acting it out, but being able to see under that and say, I see your divine perfection. I see your perfection. I see the way you're acting is not who you are. And because the holidays are so hooked into alcohol, I think it's, so important because the the alcohol is just the clouding it's the numbing it's the moving away from who we are it's so important to be able to see through that cloud that we are all moving in our divine perfection according to our individual blueprints in this life and that there's no right and there's no wrong there just is
0: when you were just talking, I was thinking about <clears throat> my family as well. I'm, I'm from a big family. I'm one of nine siblings. So the holidays are definitely very um, high energy, loud. And um, everyone is fighting. And this is what I've come to understand with my family. And I think what you said so beautiful. We're just finding the divine love and beauty within each of us. is because when you have that... Um And people are just fighting to be heard. People are just fighting to be accepted in that moment. So if you can see it for that moment rather than, you know, like you said, bring things from the past, you know in, um, that's these behaviors. It's not who they are. It's just a behavior that they once maybe did or still have, but it's still a behavior. It's not their divine light, their divine beauty that's within them. Um, and you you begin to soften everything begins to soften and i think that that love that's that they that each of us have begins to kind of start to radiate you have to be willing to become what you already have within and so often we feel non-deserving of
1: that that's perfect that's beautiful beautiful way to end so You guys, when you feel that joy of the holiday or that moment when you're belly laughing, like understand, like own that Mm -hmm. because that's already in you. Don't let a day on the calendar take credit for that. You are already perfect. And so is everybody who's around you. And so like Valerie said, just moving from a place of love. Thank you so much. I that was, was fun. Little little s- Holiday Mindful Smackdown. Yeah. All right.